Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, Coach Leaves here and this is episode 17 of Coach Talk. Uh, it's Tuesday, we had a great practice on Monday to start the week off. Like I mentioned, we're playing St. Peter's Prep, who's one of the best teams in the state of New Jersey. Really well coached, ton of great athletes. So it's imperative that we just continue to raise our level of play this week in practice and uh, just continue to work harder and, and finish harder and push ourselves more. And we're getting back to that. I think there was a, a time in the middle of the season where, you know, I didn't feel like we were all players, coaches included, striving to push ourselves past our limits. Um, luckily, I don't, I don't really think it costs us any games, but I think it's just part of maturing as, as a program. And I think now we're finally doing that. Now, you know, Coach Teal keeps saying it to the team. You know, at some point in every season, you know, there's the the turning point where a team decides to buy in fully and decides to do whatever it takes to get the job done and accomplish all of our goals. Because, you know, we got four weeks left in the regular season. You start to think about all those weeks in the summer, you know, that you spent preparing for this. And all the weeks for, for these guys, they went two and eight. So they started lifting full time like last December. They've been going at this for eight, nine months. You know, it, it, it's all got to be worth something in the end. So if it means that we got to work a little bit harder or as coaches stay a little bit longer in the office watching film and game planning, like whatever it takes, it's all worth it because we don't want all that work in the summer to go to waste and, and have that be for nothing. And, and I think that there's a sense of urgency now, which, you know, long story short is there's a sense of urgency that you can feel. I think everyone's really excited. Everyone feels great about the way we're working. You know, you go to bed and rest your head on the pillow every night feeling accomplished and feeling like, you know, you're doing things the right way. And I think that that really, that, that does a lot for you. Um, there's supposed to be a little bit of rain today. Um, so what we're doing is we couldn't get the bubble. I think we're going to miss it. We're, we're going to be able to miss the rain if we start practice earlier. So we're pushing everything up uh, by about an hour and a half to try and beat the rain, which is just, you know, a little bit more insight for you guys as to, how a high school program handles it when it's going to rain outside and, and be bad weather. So we're going to move every move meetings, move everything up by an hour, hour and a half uh, so that we can get out there and practice in as much good weather as possible. Interesting thing about high school is there's some coaches that are just going to be late. Like they're working until a certain time and it's late notice as to, you know, that we're going to push practice up. And it's just the reality of, of high school coaches. Most of us will be there, but there might be a couple guys that, you know, can't get out of their shift early enough or whatever it is. And, and, and they're going to be a couple minutes behind. And, and the coaches that are there, we just got to make up for the slack and, and figure it out during meetings and bring energy during practice so we got all hands on deck. Um, the thing that, that's, that's been on my mind that I want to talk about today is, is the struggles. One of the biggest adjustments I've had to make as a high school coach is the film struggles. Uh, being a receivers coach, there is probably about more, more often than not, if not 50-50, there's one to, to three receivers cut out of the film shot. 
And it's just a matter of, you know, like when you when I was at Rutgers in Albany, you're playing Division One football in bigger stadiums where the viewpoint to film it from is much higher. So you get like a bird's eye view. The wide shot can see the entire field easily. You can see leverages of the defenders. You can see all 11 guys in one shot and it's easy. And you take that for granted. I went to Wesleyan playing Division Three football and a little spottier. Now it's college football. You still have some stadiums. Uh, you have guys, you have now kids that are being paid uh, to film the games. Uh, at least at Wesleyan, it was always athletes from other sports that worked as like work study for the football team, would travel with us, come to practice and all that, and they would film. So they had a clue about what football is supposed to look like, you know, what's important to film, how wide they needed to get to see the whole play. Like it was kind of easy because it was fellow athletes. And now in high school, you just have a whole gamut of people who are filming practice games, opponent film, like whatever it is. There's just so many struggles as a wide receivers coach with the film where, you know, you might have all 11 guys in the shot to start the play, but then the kid is zoomed in a little bit too tight and, is, and two seconds into the play, if the kid runs a route deeper than six yards, he's out of the picture and, and you can't see what he did. Uh, so it makes it very challenging to coach. And, and we had a situation even with the game last weekend, Pope John, there were a couple couple shots where he ran out of the frame. Uh, practice yesterday, uh, we you know, one, one kid who was a kid, his mother had to pick him up or something. So, you know, we had limited film and, you know, half the practice, you know, the wide receivers aren't in the picture. And But the worst is opponent film. The worst is is you're getting film from all these different schools where they have different, you know, they've taught their film guys differently. They have different expectations. Uh, maybe, you know, sometimes it seems like the kids are filming from the ground because they played at some public high school on a grass field with no bleachers, so you can't get up high at all to see anything. Um, and other times, you know, they'll play, like we, we're playing, uh, we're playing uh, St. Peter's and they played a game at Rutgers this year in that stadium, so that film was great. You know, they played St. Joe's Philly in Rutgers so now you can see everything, and that's great. But then there's other times where, you know, they're playing uh, one of the uh, they're playing a public school, and and you know the film is terrible. And for receivers, there's 60 plays, and they're only in the all four receivers only in 32 of the plays. So there's only so much I can use to teach the kids with. Uh, it's a very very interesting struggle. The other thing too that that comes up is you're trying to game plan an opponent, and you, so you're watching you know their four previous games for St. Peter's, let's say. And, you know, there might be a week where none of the offenses that you're watching carry over. Like we run, you know, more of a spread type system. We're very multiple. We can go two back. We can go two tight end as well. Um, and, and there's times where you might watch a team and one of their opponents is a triple option offense. You know, it doesn't really help you. One of the one of the opponents might be, you know, you know, a lower public school that's not very competitive. Um, so the game plan might be completely different. Like, you know, we're in the big north with all these private schools that have some of the greatest athletes in the state. You know, a team like St. Peter's or a Bergen Catholic or a Paramus Catholic, they might use a completely different game plan because they don't have to pull out all the stops to beat a public school and they don't want to show too much on film or or they want to set up their tendencies a certain way so that they can make a big time adjustment for this game. Um, and so those are all things that you kind of deal with in high school that aren't as much of a factor in college, especially the D1 level, like maybe three times a year, you know, the filmer missed a play or or didn't film it perfectly, like three plays the entire year. It was almost spot on at, at, at Rutgers. And, and, you know, and all the opponent film you got too, it was just about spot on. Uh, and then, you know, the D3 level, it's a little little iffier, but, you know, it's probably 92% of the time, 90% of the time, it's 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 perfect where you got what you need, you can see all the routes, you can see everything. And then in high school, it's, it's really like 50-50, whether from practice film to game film, at our operation at home and at practice 
is better because we, you know, you have to coach the filmers. You have to tell them what's expected. When they have a shot that's too tight, you got to bring them in and show them on films. Hey, this is too tight. Our receivers coach can't coach off this. Our DBs coach can't coach off this. You need to back it up and widen it out. Here's what we expect and, and constantly coach them. And it's something that as a GA was my job for, you know, four or five years of my career. Now we got some younger coaches that are in charge of that. Um, you know, but the game film is, is the worst thing because you're, you're playing all these different environments where there's not a consistent perch to film from. Maybe they have one just from the end zone shot, so you get a good tight shot, but you don't see the wide shot very well. Uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of factors that I just think is, is interesting, um, you know, as a high school coach that, that you just got to deal with. And you got to, like for me, I, my job for the breakdowns is to identify coverages of the opponent. And there were a bunch of plays for St. Peter's where I couldn't see the safeties. And I had to use context clues for the other, you know, nine defenders. How are the corners playing? How are the outside linebackers playing? What are the percentages? What are their tendencies to figure out what the, what the hell the safeties are doing in the back when you can't see them? And, you know, you still want to label that so you can build, you know, if you, you can, if you, if you can, if it looks like cover four everywhere else, then it probably is cover four. If it looks like it's cover two everywhere else, it probably is cover two. If you see the safety roll down strong, you know they're rolling to some sort of one high coverage and you can use those context clues, but it's a heck of a challenge that people don't talk about. You know, when you come talking coaching high school football, it's a lot different and you, and you take it for granted when, you know, you're playing at Penn State and you're above everything and you can see all 11 guys easily. You can see the whole sideline easily and, and it makes it much easier to coach at. And, you know, it's, it, it's a challenge, but it's, it's entertaining and it's something that, you know, as coaches, I think you always kind of find something to gripe about to get you through the day because the lifestyle is hard, is grueling and, and you're working a lot of hours and it's something you can kind of laugh at and bitch and moan about. But, you know, it's all it's all in good fun. You know, when, when you're the receivers coach and you only got nine of the 11 guys on film, two of them happen to be receivers. It's, it's an everyday struggle, but, you know, it's something that that uh, I think I think needs to be said for anyone making that adjustment from college to high school or high school to college. Uh, it, it's definitely something you got to keep in mind, and it's something that you got to get as a head coach, as a coordinator. Uh, something I think we do a good job of. You got to get your GA, or whether you do it yourself, to really coach the filmer to get him to film how you want it, at least for practice and for home games. So at least that you know more than fifty percent of the time you've got reliable stuff, and then the, the opponent scout's going to be a struggle, and away games at times can be a struggle. But you know it is what it is. It's just it's just part of the reality of the business of high school football. Uh, so that's all I got. Uh, really important practice today, third down today, third down day on Tuesday. We're going to be uh, outside to beat the rain, and uh, it's got to be a great day. It's Coach Leaves, episode 17 of Coach Talk. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. <laughs>